Hi, everyone, and Happy New Year, and welcome to the third season of Seven Mile Chats. As many of you know, I started this podcast in 2020, in our first summer of the pandemic, and we're starting a new season and a new year, but really our third year of a pandemic now. This podcast continues to be a way for me to connect with others during this time, and I have found solace in scripture and in these conversations as we make our way through the ups and downs of this so far very challenging decade of the 2020s. This season, you will hear from returning guests as well as new guests, and I recorded the first few of these episodes at the end of 2021. In this first episode of the season, you will hear my guest and I talk about two important verdicts that came out in November of 2021. I toyed with the idea of releasing this episode in November, but upon chatting with my guest Marcia, we decided that it might be good to be reminded of these challenging moments that we've had in 2020 and 2021 so that we do not forget but continue to work for change in our institutions and fight against racism and our racist systems. I always love the new year because it's filled with hope, and I hope that 2022 does bring about change in many ways, but we can never forget where we've been and who we've lost, or we will never truly bring about change. So thanks for continuing to support me and be with me on this journey, and please enjoy this first episode of Season 3 of 7 Mile Chats. And welcome to Seven Mile Chats, a podcast where each week I, Julia Struckley, talk with someone about a scripture verse of their choosing, and we look at that scripture from different angles. I'm a scripture teacher at a Catholic school, I've been a youth minister, and I have a master's in theology, but the purpose of this podcast is just to have a conversation about scripture and try to apply it to today's world. And today I'm walking and talking with someone I've met only virtually. She's a fellow Catholic podcaster and the co-host of the Plaid Skirts and Basic Black podcast. She and her co-host have a book coming out soon, which uh, she will have to tell you more about at the end of the podcast. So stay tuned for that. Her Instagram Instagram game is super strong, and she's also a fellow Swifty. It's Marcia Lane McGee. Welcome, Marcia. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Julia. It's good to be here. I can't wait to talk about all things Taylor Swift and yeah. <laughs> as a that late in life good. Swiftie, I'm super into that. But um, why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself? Well, um, I am a Chicago native, born and raised. I'm a Cubs fan. I um, So I can accept defeat pretty well. Um, <laughs> I, I understand that if at first you don't succeed, try and try again for 108 <laughs> years. Um, <laughs> Um, like you said, I, I'm a Catholic convert, actually. Um, oh, okay. I came into the church 20, 21 years ago, technically, but really it has only been about seven months because I learned that my baptism wasn't valid. So, oh, uh, so my goodness. I came back to the church in February of this year. And so it's been wow. nine months. It's been nine months. I've been nine months a Catholic. Here we are. Um, but really, it's been 21 years. But it's just quite hilarious. <laughs> that kind of Oh, happened. my gosh. I know. It's funny. I was like, I, I am quite the baby Catholic here. <laughs> I want to hear that story, but I also want to be, like, aware of your time and everything. But there's that's got to be a great story. For, for it is a great story. It is a great story. And I will tell it one day. I just kind of sprung that on you. I was like, yeah, I'm a convert. But no also worries. newly baptized. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow. Yeah, I know. I have a lot of interesting life. Um, but I am, I, so I grew up Protestant. And so my love of scripture really came from that because uh, that that's a real thing. You had to know Bible chapter verse all day long. Mm-hmm. Like, and both mm-hmm. my granddaddies are preachers. So I definitely needed to know the Bible. <laughs> it's really important. Yeah. And you definitely picked one that um, I think it's pretty easy to remember, which is yes. good. You know, if you're memorizing Bible passages. This is a good one. Even us Catholics, I think, can maybe memorize this one. Um, so I, I can't wait to get into like why you chose it out of all the, the Bible verses to choose. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about your podcast that you have? Yes. Yeah, so Platt Skirts and Basic Black, it's a silly podcast name, but it, it's a <laughs> it's about faith, pop culture, and Black culture, um, all wrapped into one. And where they, those like the intersection of all of those um, sometimes we'll talk about, you know, black culture. Sometimes we'll talk about Catholic culture. Sometimes we'll talk about pop culture. And mm-hmm. we, Shannon and I, I am black and Shannon is biracial. And so we kind of talk about our life as black Catholics and from like our black Catholic lens and what that is and what that means. And like our love for the church and our love for all things pop culture, because we, we love consuming pop culture. It's great. We have a two hour episode about mm-hmm. Taylor Swift on our podcast. Yes. So there, that does exist. <laughs> um, and we really, um, and we, we talk about all of it and it's a great time. We're in our, we're just ending our seventh season. Oh, so, wow. Um, You've been at it. We, we have a lot to talk about and we haven't run out of things yet. That's amazing. I, I'm still a baby podcaster. I started in the quarantine in 2020, like everybody else, I feel like, um, when we were locked in our homes. So that's impressive. Seven seasons. And I also, I think this is going to be a good match because I also love pop culture in general, which is why I've kind of gotten to Taylor Swift late in life, but I can't wait. Let's dive into it. So I'm going to have you read second Corinthians chapter five, verse seven, which is what we've chosen or what you've chosen. So whenever you're ready, it's going to be a, you know, it's going to be big, but it's, it's going to be huge, man. <laughs> yeah, here we yeah. go. For we walk by faith, not by sight. All right. So I'm going to give a little bit of context of where this is, because, I mean, this is a beautiful verse and I think we could talk backwards and forwards about it. But I, I like to have a little bit of kind of where we're at to give us some some context. So my friend and I actually in season one talked about the shortest verse in the Bible, which is John eleven thirty five. Do you know which that one is Jesus wept and Jesus wept. Yay. <laughs> you pass. We're all Protestant. We told you about this. I, exactly. <laughs> I know. And people were like, oh, how can you have a whole half hour conversation? And we totally did and, you know, could dive back for more. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to dive into this. But in Second Corinthians, Paul is very close to the, the people of Corinth and uh, the people of Corinth are dealing with a lot of divisiveness, which I feel like is something that is relevant still today. And so in his first letter, he spends, which we talked a little bit about on the podcast in past seasons, he, he really deals with this divisiveness and focuses on unity. But in this particular, in the second letter, where we're at in chapter five, the heading is our future destiny. And Paul is really getting into kind of life in the next, in the next life, in our heavenly home. Um, right before this, there's talk of tents and like being clothed or unclothed. And it's all metaphors for being for our, like our physical death and wanting to to go to our heavenly home. But we're, we're confined here in our tents. And so anyways, that's kind of what, what we're dealing with in this this book and where we're at in Paul's letter. So my first question, though, to you, Marcia, is why did you choose this verse? So it's funny. Um, when I was little, this is the very first Bible verse that I memorized. And so it just was one that I memorized. We all had to memorize a verse. And I was like, this one right here. (laughs) 
Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was probably, gosh, I want to say maybe seven or eight. And I just knew it. Right. And then Mm -hmm. someone once was like, well, what's your favorite Bible verse? Like, Like whatever Bible challenge you were doing. I was like, this one, this one that I memorized. And I always just kind of said, this was my favorite one. And when I got older, when I got to start living life, I realized that I do have to walk by faith. And that has kind of Mm -hmm. been my mantra in my adult life. There's another translation of this verse. And that's when like, it really struck me. It says, for we live by faith and not by sight. Mm -hmm. And I like, that was a life changer for me. And in my Mm -hmm. walk with Christ and in my walk through this world and trying to be in it, but not of it, I have to constantly make sure that I am walking by faith every step. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if I veer off that path, that's when, when I stop, when I stop trusting God, that's when things go awry. That's when things go haywire. So it's like, this is my path. I need to keep walking by faith. And not by sight, because if I depend on what I can see, there's like all this doubt and comparison Mm -hmm. and all of these traps for me to fall into. And just that walking by faith, because even though I can't see God or, you know, I can definitely feel him and I can trust him. He has not led me astray one time. And mm-hmm. so I just kind of stay steadfast in that faith. I think it's a great, I mean, you're very wise as a young child to pick a verse. First of all, it's pretty simple, like we said, to, to memorize. But then one that really I think I can see, I mean, I don't know much about you and your life, but I think that most of us could probably, you know, think of moments in our life where we really needed, as you mentioned, like to live by faith. So I don't know if you have any particular moments where this really like gave you life or or gave you a focus uh, is there any like particular moment in your life where this verse really stands out for you oh well it's gotten me through pretty much since mm-hmm. 2020 i um mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. everything that's going on in our world right now like not even with covid because with covid i was like oh we're gonna, i'm gonna protect like I, that was something that even though we couldn't really control it but we had the hubris to believe we could control it <laughs> we're like oh it's okay right. hand sanitizer <laughs> you know mask it's great I think in when you're doing justice work, and that's any justice work, racial justice, housing justice, you know, making sure you help those who are food insecure, all of that. When you do any justice work, it is so easy to get discouraged. And I've had to remind myself of this quite a bit, right? When verdicts weren't weren't what we thought they were going to be, when I'm getting called out of my name, when I'm losing friends because we're on different sides of this um, debate or fight, I have to remember, like, stay focused on God and that I'm walking by faith and not by sight. Because if I'm focused on the things that I'm seeing and all the things that are against me, I will be stopped in my tracks. And Mm -hmm. so that's Mm -hmm. kind of been, it's been pushing me along. It's been my guide for the last 18 months. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think that all of us can r- relate to that idea of we didn't we didn't know what we were getting into. We were not given great information at the beginning, and it's something that maybe we, we you know no one's really lived through before. But right, but then there was a lot of misinformation. There's still a lot of misinformation out there, and so um, we've all kind of been living blindly. We mentioned a little bit before we start recording, like being teachers and working with kids. We've kind of had to find new ways, um, and that's what we do as teachers, right? We we are flexible, but I mean it's it's been exhausting, and so I think um, all of us can you know regardless of where what our backstory is understand that these past 18 months, as you said, have been living by like kind of moment to moment, you know, just kind of where we're at right now because we can't see the future. We don't know what's ahead. 
I don't know if you wanted to respond to any of that. Well, um, this weekend I was at a conference for teenagers and before one of my talks, the verdict came in for Kyle Rittenhouse and mm-hmm. as devastated mm-hmm. I wanted to be and like trying, like, I'm like, I can't respond to that. Like, I just have to, I had to once again remind myself that God had a plan and I had to once again remind myself and renew my faith in him in that moment um, because mm-hmm. I was going to be stopped in my tracks, right? Like mm-hmm. I had things to do. I had I had work to do for him and work to do because of him. And I like, so yes, it, it just makes it, <sighs> it makes it hard to respond mm-hmm. to a lot of things. But <laughs> yeah. I, I, did, I don't know if that's exactly what you're asking, but I just keep thinking about how I've been living this verse for like, you know, the yeah. last like few days. Sure. And we can totally talk about it. I'm, I'm fine. I, as a planner, like I'm a super like a planner, I definitely like to control things. It's one of the things I love about being in the classroom is that I kind of have control over to an extent, you know, with also leaving room for like the kids and their personalities and the Holy Spirit. But but when you have something like that, that you're just mentioning totally out of your control and you have a plan of like what you need to be doing in the moment, I think it's hard to find a balance. So kudos to you to like being able to like persevere in the plan and, the mo- and you know, like, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm like you, but then you also want to have, be able to sit in that moment and to sit with the emotion of what's going on too. So I don't know, maybe you can respond to how do you find that balance of like going with a plan, but also like allowing yourself the space that you need, if that makes sense. Oh, well, I like to pretend like I have control over things sometimes where like, uh, (laughs) I like to pretend like I am aware that I don't, but like I have a limited control, right? Where it's like, if Mm -hmm. I do this, your reward, like if you get through this without incident, your reward Mm -hmm. is that you can fall apart and you can throw things like that's fine. Like appropriately (laughs) throw things, you know, maybe not Mm -hmm. break, you know, like smash a hotel room. I wasn't home. So, but (laughs) it's kind of like how you make that contract with your body. Like if you know you're feeling sick on a Wednesday and you're like, if you get me through this work week body, I will allow you to be Mm -hmm. sick. And then like Friday Mm -hmm. at 5.01, you're like, and done. Right. And so Mm -hmm. that's kind of how it is. And that's kind of how I feel like, because I have that goal, like I can do a mind over matter and I can push myself to that. But then like there's grief, grief to be, is to be paid. Like, do you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. and like you, you have to pay up, right? There's Mm -hmm. so, I have a friend who says there's so many tears that are owed in any situation and yeah, you can pay them all all at once or little by little, but there is an amount Mm -hmm. that is to be paid and it will be paid. Mm -hmm. And that's, Mm -hmm. and that's the reality of it where it was like, I will pay you soon. Right. It's like, I put my grief on layaway Mm -hmm. and then (laughs) come back. Mm -hmm. And when I have the time and the space and the ability to really let it take over, if, if it's within your control though, sometimes it's not. Sometimes you're like, I have, everything has to go. Everything else must go. And there's Mm -hmm. nothing you can do about it. And that's okay. I like that image of that. There's still a quantity and that there's still an amount of grief, you know, that needs to be to paid and owed, but you may not be able to have it all like the opportunity in that moment, but that it will be paid at some point and you will be having allowed to have that moment eventually, uh, you know, to grieve. I I like that image a lot about the Mm -hmm. tears. I want to give you time. I mean, you meant you brought up this weekend and how this verse kind of connects to that. I don't know if you want to say more. It's totally up to you if you'd like to explore how this this verse relates to um, what's what we've seen in the past couple of days with these verdicts of of different men, you know, 
here's the thing. If I would have focused on the fact that Kyle Rittenhouse was found not guilty, right? Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the upset that that brought and that the absolute grief that that was and to realize how many people weren't on my side, right? Like there's always that grief when things come out, like you find out what people feel and how they really feel. And you're like, whoa, right? Um, I was nervous about the Ahmad, the men who killed Ahmad mm-hmm. Aubrey, I was like, well, they've mm-hmm. also claimed self-defense. And if I allowed myself to be mm-hmm. stopped in my tracks, I wouldn't have been, I would not have been functioning to be able to celebrate that Ahmad can rest in peace, even just a little, right? Even mm-hmm. though he won't ever get justice now that those men have been found guilty. I would still be in a grief stupor mm-hmm. um, over like all the things that are going wrong. And it's like, that's why I have to continue focusing on my faith and focusing on God um, instead of, I mean, definitely you sh- I grew up in Chicago. It's important to be alert, right? You look both ways before you cross the street. But if I only focus on what, what I can see and not what I know to be true, um, mm-hmm. that is the part where that would have stopped me in my tracks, right? I would mm-hmm. have had a harder time. And I mean, I still have, I'm still having a hard time, right? As a sure. person who does justice work, I have a hard time. That's why I'm like, I have to really figure out where my life have to choose my faith over my fear when it comes to standing up for issues that I think are wrong, right? Like I'm going to go to the March for Life and that is a protest, right? Mm -hmm. So is there going to be someone there that might try to hurt me? because they don't agree and they want to go and, you know, um, cause sometimes it does get ugly. It sometimes it gets really ugly. And I have been thinking about that where I was like, no faith over fear, right? It's important to stand and be counted. It's important to stand and be counted among those people and stand up and be, and stand up for the lives that hopefully can be saved, mm-hmm. you know? So Amen. like, I've just been kind of, I have been struggling with that. I was like, I have a plane ticket to go to DC <laughs> I'm real nervous about what that means, right? And I will tell you, and I think it's people that are living a life without peace that come to things like that to oppose, not just to oppose, but to oppose and to menace. Um, There's a difference. There's like, you can oppose, but the uh, being opposing and menacing, that is what causes, you know, what Kyle Rittenhouse did, you know, bringing a gun, and shooting people and feeling that he put himself in danger and then reacted to the danger. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It was kind of like, oh my gosh. So I'm really, like, I am, like, I'm real nervous, but I'm like faith over fear. Also, Lord, please bring me home. (laughs) Like not home to you, home to my bed. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's, it's crazy that we have these, these fears now. I was in, um, at a concert on Saturday, which I was so excited to be able to to go again. I haven't really been to hear live music mm-hmm. in the past 18 months. And it's really sad and scary. They had a moment to talk up. The band was talking about the the verdict because um, it was Saturday night when we had the concert. And it was sad that in that moment, my mind went to like, what if someone in this mm-hmm. space right here, like decided to oppose what this person was saying on the stage? Do you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. it was, it's just terrifying that we live in this space now where you, you're afraid to travel. I'm afraid to go to a show where these were, you know, should be no, not places of fear. But so when we're talking about like walking by, by faith then, and you're talking about faith over fear, I think faith also, we could insert like hope. I don't know. What is your definition of like, of faith, if we're talking about faith versus hope, are they kind of synonymous? Do you think in this instance? No, I don't. I think there there are two different okay. things. 
right? I think okay. faith is an insurance, an assurance, um, mm-hmm. where it's like Hebrews one eleven. Is it one eleven or eleven one? It's all the ones in Hebrews. Whereas faith is to be sure of what is hoped for and the evidence of things unseen. You're talking to a, a, a born and raised Catholic. I, I study scripture, but I can't pull it up top of my head. And, it's, so, check and it. it's funny because yeah. I'm like, it's either Hebrews 11.1 or Hebrews 1.11. And I'm like, I don't remember. It's 11.1. I just okay. went to it. Dude, like, I was like, yeah. it's all the ones. I don't know where the colon falls. <laughs> and so that's where it is. Like, So faith is one thing, right? Faith is defined as evidence of, because hope is in the definition of faith. So they're not mm-hmm. the same, right? Right, um, right, right. Hope is hope involves anticipation and belief for the best. And like I mean, I always think of hoping and wishing are the same. But you know, mm-hmm. Catholics don't have magic, so we have to make sure that people understand. Yeah, Catholics don't have <laughs> yeah. magic. Uh-huh. But yes, no, those are two different things. You know, you're like, I hope this is gonna. You know what I mean? It's like hoping mm-hmm. something goes well, and then like having the assurance that God is going to take mm-hmm. care of you. Those are two different things. Like hope is fleeting. I know that sounds weird and it's okay because hope is good. No, no, no. But it is, yeah. a, it's a situational thing. Like faith is to be solid always. I like that. I, I was just trying to think of like in your justice work and also what we're talking about with this, this verse, like faith. I like that idea of assurance. I certainly as- associate faith with belief, right? And I think that's what Paul is doing here too when he's talking about the belief that he will one day go to heaven. It's so funny if you go and read like what's around, like they're really they're really getting into just like how they want to like shed their tents and they want to shed their clothes, which mm-hmm. they're talking about like their 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 bodies, like they really want to get to heaven, which is beautiful. And I mean, it's probably because at, at their time they were also facing matters of death and you know, chaos and disruption in this early church. You know, I, I go back to Paul a lot in these days because our church seems so divided right now for me personally right? and our nation. And I, I try to say, okay, you know, we've gotten through, <laughs> you know, we've, we've tried to do the comparison, right? Like we've gotten through things. We, we came together maybe we can come together with this stuff. Um, but anyways, back to the faith idea, like that, that belief, they had that belief. Um, right. And that you can do impossible things. So when back in, in the gospels, when Jesus walking on water and he's like on water and like all the apostles, like in the boat, they're like, Whoa, what's happening. Right. And so Peter, Jesus like, you can walk on water too, Peter. So Peter comes and Peter's like, okay. And Peter was walking on water. Peter was like, God said, I could do it. I could do it. And he was walking towards God or walking towards Jesus walking on this water. But the minute, the minute mm-hmm. Peter took his eyes off Jesus and started letting his eyes tell him like what, like I'm um, seeing all around him and seeing the waves and seeing all these things. And um, that is when he started to sink. And that's when I have to think about when it's walking by faith, not by sight, where it was like, I know, I know what's surrounding me. Right. I know mm-hmm. all like the principalities and everything that's coming against me. I know what that is. Right. But if I choose to look at that instead of choosing to walk by faith, that is when I'll begin to sink. And I think that mm-hmm. Peter's a great example of how this scripture can be lived out. And that's mm-hmm. what it is. It's like, just stay focused on the Lord. Stay focused on that faith. Yeah. Even on the thing that we can't see. And like you brought up Peter, like Peter could see Jesus, presumably, mm-hmm. in that moment, you know, and he still couldn't keep his eyes fixated. And I can relate to that. I think there's oh, things yeah. that maybe I can see and I still can't, you know, keep focused, you know, like the end of my day or, you know, whatever, like just kind of stuff like that. I like, I like where you're, we're going with this too, like that we have to have this faith in something and like for your justice work, 
for for what Paul's talking about, like these things that we can't really see, we still have to remain focused on the thing that we can't see. And that's hard, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't know what, what suggestions or what other insights do you have for us about how to do that? I think um, one of the things I tell people all the time is on my Instagram profile, you'll see aspiring joy guru. <laughs> like it's aspiring. <laughs> but I think that's constantly reclaiming and claiming your joy all at once. And I think you have to, a lot of that to do is because you will lose, like your joy should always be like, you should have joy in the Lord. And I think that like go hand in hand, right? Like when my joy is full, like my faith is strong. And that's not a, and that's not because joy is conditional because joy is not, joy is intentional. You constantly have to mm-hmm. work at that. And I think ways to do that is to remain grateful and to remain truthful and to remain honest. And that can be good and bad, right? So I can be honest about my abilities without getting a big head. Like I am good at this. Like I can do this, right? God has given me the gift of this. And then be honest about what your gifts are not, right? Because don't start trying to do things with gifts that you don't have, right? Because then you'll start to see like, well, that's when the comparison comes in and you start to get worried and the imposter syndrome. And then those are the things that you can see and just stay focused. But I always think always, it always comes down to joy, Mm -hmm. reclaiming, claiming and reclaiming my joy every single day keeps my faith strong and it keeps my walk focused. And that is like, so be grateful, be truthful always in that. That's something that what we were speaking just now was making me think about all the times that I focus on the negative around me because that's what I see. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? If we're talking about like walking by faith and not by sight, I have to put past those negative things that I see. And I think that's what you're speaking about, like cultivating that joy. Like mm-hmm. maybe all I see around me right now is the negative, but I have to look at that thing that's unseen. And maybe for me right now, it's it's hard to find that joy, but I have to focus on that that unseen seen joy however I can. And, and gratitude certainly is a great, a great way. I, I agree. It's a great way to start. It's the first yes. place to start. Mm-hmm. Always, always, always. Right. We are very self-focused, right? And that's okay. Yeah. You know, like it's not, we're not selfish, but we're, we have to focus on ourselves quite a bit to get anything done. I think the first thing to think about is gratitude. Like, what am I grateful for? Because it can only grow from there. Yeah. And it's, I think so many of us do focus on the things that we see that are, that are bad. And I kind of already said that, but Mm -hmm. I just, yeah, I never know where these conversations are going to go. And I think that all these things are very, very timely and on my mind. And, and so I thank you for bringing them to our attention. Um, what else would you like to say about this verse, if anything, before we wrap up? I, I don't have any. I think I, I feel like I said everything <laughs> that I needed to be said. everything? Is there anything else you'd like to say about the justice work that you do or any issues you'd like to call our attention to? Yes. Um, follow New Way Feminist. Um, they are a secular feminist organization that is anti-abortion, working to help women make nonviolent choices for themselves and for their children. I And that is, that's one of the organizations I work with currently. We do a lot of work at the border, um, working with migrants um, and help them get their needs met. Um, and then also Catholics United for Black Lives. It is not the Catholic, Catholic Black Lives Matter, right? It's a Catholic Black Lives Matter, but Catholic United, Catholics United for Black Lives, it's a racial justice group that focuses on the flourishing of Black Lives as it will enable and foster the flourishing of every life because, you know, a rising tide lifts all ships. And 
so that that's where our focus is right now, um, working in communities and education, helping people understand racial justice issues and things like that. Awesome. We'll definitely have to check that out. And I know you also have a lot of personal projects that are on the horizon. So what would you like to say about your book or about yes. any other projects? <laughs> um, I have a book coming out with my podcast co-host, Shannon Schmidt. It's called Fat Luther Slim Pickens. It's a celebration. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I remember so you funny. posting your, I think you had a poll on Instagram a while ago that I participated in about like our favorite Luther song. So I love the reference. I love it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's a celebration of faith, tradition, and diversity. It's coming out through Ave Maria Press. Ave Maria Press in February, February 11, 2022. Pre-sales are happening now, and we we it was a, from a throwaway podcast line where we I was telling people that Fat Luther is the superior Luther. Like it's a fake yeah. debate in the Black community. Like it's a fake debate yeah. because no, no right. one's gonna argue. Like, Fat Luther is the superior Luther, and you know it's just learn about Luther Vandross and his music um, and his role. Um, and you know, growing up black, and that's where we are, Fat Luther, and then Slim Pickens is uh, what we're offered sometimes as black women in the church. So. Wow. I, I, that's awesome that I'm glad that I'm so excited. I, I have a goal one day. I would love to publish a book. I, I'm so excited for you to like achieve that. Have you written anything like that before? Um, I, I write like I write for Catholic mm-hmm. Herald once in a while and um, for magazines and things like that. So like I've always loved writing. And so I'm really excited. Like, this is my first published book. And so I say first because there will be more. I have more things to say. Yes. I love that. And where can we find you on social media? You can find me at Stylish Licia on Instagram. Stylishly like an adverb. Um, so Stylish Licia and then PSBB podcast for the podcast. Like and you can check me out at uh, Seven Mile Chats, all spelled out on Instagram and also on Twitter, Mistruckly um, One, M S S T R U K E L Y One. Thank you so much, Marcia, for bringing this verse to us for the conversation. I really appreciate it. We didn't even talk about Taylor Swift. I feel like we need to at the end. <laughs> yes. Um, do you have any thoughts? Any like final thoughts? We just had the red re-release. Um, Anything specific? The all too all ten minute version was the yes. it filled in holes that I and answer questions I didn't even know I had. Like it is so yes. it's a rhapsody. And I'm just like, this is beautiful. Um it's the red is my favorite Taylor Swift album. And this mm-hmm. re-release is amazing to me. Like I oh my gosh, it just it's a reminder that she is amazing. She like say what you want about her. Like I'm one of those people who was like, she cannot sing. Like in the beginning, she couldn't sing. She had awful technique, <laughs> but like she's grown. But she right? was she's young, like, right? Like, I mean. Yeah, yeah, she was 15. And it was like, no, you, no one's a yeah. good singer at 15. Like no person is. No. <laughs> and, and I was a singer at 15 and I will tell you that. And so just all of it, like how she's grown and everything. And I'm like, this with her new mature vocals is amazing. Even one song even got better. Girl at Home is a bop. I didn't used to like it, but yes. now I love it. It's it's a bop now. It's like, wait, what? Okay. As a late in life, I think before you know we hit record, I, I got introduced to her really with 1989. And so Girl at Home has the new version, her her version, has like a 1989 kind of bop, yes. like vibe for me. You can like see the transition from Red to where she became, you know, in 1989, like her that time in her life. But I'm a pop music girl, so I totally, I love the new, the new vibes. Yes. Track. So good. So good. <laughs> so welcome to Swifty <laughs> well, Life. <laughs> I know. I know. And the 10 minutes version too like I got definitely got like some champagne problems evermore vibes from that so I was so glad that she was able to release it in this time where 
we can all appreciate where she's been, where she's going. Anyways, thank you so much, Marcia, once again, for doing this. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Bye, everyone.